welcome to the Collecting Heroes podcast, or welcome back. Um, if this is your first time here, my name is JD, and this is where I bring a guest on to discuss pop culture, collecting, life, Lego, and anything else that's on our minds. And for anyone that might think that sounds a little bit familiar when I say that, they might be saying, JD, is that a little bit of plagiarism there in that intro? Yes, it probably is. Uh, and that is because I stole that from my guest. Because my guest today is a person who has multiple YouTube channels. He's a very busy man, as well as his own podcast that I listen to called Missing Pieces. So would you please help me in introducing, and this is quite a build-up, pun intended, Greg from Bricky Tech. Wow, thank you for having me. Quite an honor, that intro. I was like, wow, this is crazy. (laughs) But I did love that. I was like, where have I heard that before? And it it was perfection. Well done. I sit there and I do that like 30 times before I get it right. And you were just like right on it. Well, I've heard it so many times over now. Like I've listened to (laughs) at least a hundred episodes of Missing Pieces um, as well as now I should call it the Greg's podcast. Um, Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what to call it, but it's, it is what it is. It's just my life Lego and anything else is on my mind. I think it's great. I think it's a fantastic show. As I said, I listened to it. I definitely love the podcast and uh, yeah, I, completely understand because I know going into this how nervous I feel and when I do an intro when I when I'm trying to talk to someone this is very new for me this is my first podcast you know this is early this is my first season so I'm also trying to to learn as I'm going and and listening to a podcast like yours where you actually talk through people about you know creating a YouTube channel or your own podcast Um, and you motivate people and i sort of mentioned this to you earlier you are definitely someone who helped to motivate me to create this podcast um, that makes me really excited to have you on the show today well thank you for having me it's always exciting to see people try to accomplish a goal that they had and i try to encourage people to do that even if it's like my goal that i'm forcing on you like whether it's (laughs) making a podcast or youtube channel it's just i like to see people accomplishing stuff yeah and look obviously like I, I sort of mentioned it before and just in case any anyone listening didn't pick up on it greg is a lego collector and that is one of the other main reasons i had him on the show today uh, i love lego myself collect a lot of lego i'm a batman fan as, as people would have heard in earlier episodes and i have mm-hmm. quite a bit of batman lego they've got some fantastic sets that they've released over time and on that i've got quite the backlog of different sets that I am still waiting to to build. Uh, I've also got a lot of the Star Wars stuff. So really love Lego. And that's where I came to find you was through the Brickitect channel that you actually have, your your YouTube channel. Um, so what I'd love to do, and, and I really have these conversations with people where I get a bit of their history, how they came to be where they are in their collecting journey. So tell me a bit about Brickitect. Tell me a bit about you, Greg, and how you came into having a YouTube channel and you know basically showing your collection and your love for lego to the world sure yeah my love of lego actually started when i was very young i don't remember when it started exactly i just remember being very young probably three or four years old and having like a a floor filled with lego pieces that i would build with for hours on end and that continued throughout my childhood i loved action figures which i'm I'm sure you'll probably talk to people or have talked to people that are into that yeah anything like ninja turtles power rangers all that stuff was like a part of my childhood as was lego and uh, I collected as I, was a, as I was growing up, but then like once I got into like middle school, maybe became a teenager, 
I was still interested in that world, but it seemed like my friends had moved on. And I guess I felt like a little bit of that pressure too, as well. Like I still remember when my friend gave up his Power Rangers, like he was just done with them because mm -hmm. he had older sisters. And I guess maybe they put a little pressure on them to like, be like, Hey, that's, that's for little kids. So he gave me his Power Ranger collection. And I was just like, why, why are we not playing with these anymore? But eventually, you know, I kind of went on to that side as well. And then I got into video games and I'm still into that. So my life has always been about like toys and just like, I guess even as an adult being kind of like a grown up kid, but I got back into Lego as an adult after I had already started a YouTube channel, I had gotten into YouTube just like through vlogging. I really enjoyed watching people share their lives and I felt like I was a part of their lives and I wanted to do that as well. So I started i i started making youtube videos they're very poorly done but i just wanted it so bad that i started and a few years after i started vlogging i thought how cool would it be to like get back into lego to rekindle that childhood passion that i had for this as an adult yeah. and what what like drew me to that was that experience you have as a kid and i'm sure lots of people have this that when you're a kid and you were enjoying whatever it is that you enjoyed you felt like this this uh lack of worry there was like this innocence about it that mm -hmm. the, there was no like drama in the world there was no, nothing going on other than just what you were doing and it was just like this time of peace and that's what i was trying to recapture and i felt like if i documented this on youtube it would give me justification to do it and that's kind of what got me into this and and then after uh, a few years of doing that, it started kind of snowballing and it's it's become a pretty big thing now. And I'm very excited to have this opportunity to do something for a living that I wouldn't even have dreamed of as a kid. Like one of my ideals was to be either like a, an architect or a Lego designer. And I always say like, I would rather do what I'm doing now than either of those two things, which is crazy. And that's, yeah, that's awesome to hear that like your journey you know, from where you thought you were going to go in life when you were younger to now where you are. And that whole nostalgia thing, the mm -hmm. recapturing that innocence uh, from when you were a child. I think everyone who's a collector is probably, or the majority of people who are collectors probably have something from their childhood that really sparks joy and, you know, really gets them to where they are as super fans, like for, for the people that I'm, you know, talking to and with these mega collections. And, and I, totally identify with that and especially you're also talking about in the lego community is called the dark ages right and i guess this sure probably, they probably maybe it's a re references the dark ages in other collecting uh communities as well but i know in lego they talk they talk about that dark age where you go from exactly being a child who plays with lego or plays with toys to then being mm. well that's not cool like for me you know like you're a teenage boy gonna go after girls and i was playing basketball and for me i was playing guitar like i thought okay i'm gonna be a rock star that's cooler than playing with lego or toys and things like that so you right. kind of move away from that but then i still had those in the background and seeing someone else go through that that journey we can all identify with that in the community for sure sure yeah and I, I think it's okay. I think people should know that it's okay to have that experience. Like it's, it's a shame when you give up on something that you don't necessarily want to. But if you naturally feel like you've done this thing for many years, even as an adult, you've done something for many years. And it's like, you know, I'm not, that's not really where I want to go in the future. I think it's okay for people to, to follow that path too. You don't have to feel compelled to do something. But it is sad when I, I get messages from people whose parents encourage them to stop collecting Lego or friends. And it's just like, you know, you're going to have regrets. 
And that's yeah. kind of, that's where I am. I wish I would have collected Lego all those years. There are so many amazing things that I missed out on that are very expensive now to get because <laughs> some of your audience maybe that doesn't collect Lego, if you miss it when it's available and it retires, that stuff gets very expensive later, so. We can talk but, about the original Star Wars Kenner toys, right? And things yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Yeah, uh, no, I 100% agree with that. People should find their own passion, you know, and whether they're younger, whether they're older, they should be free to live within that world and have that passion and have something that brings them joy. For people who, like you said, young adults whose parents might be telling them you probably should get past that now because you need to go off to uni or whatever uh, they might be telling them, then, you know, those people need to chill out, I guess. <laughs> um, so I, I completely identify with that. And another thing, you know, talking about children, you with the Bricks Tech channel have a sort of, I would say almost like a co-host on your channel, you know, another yeah, yeah, guest could... star that's always on there and is part of your Lego journey. Sure. Yeah. Like my, my son came along, like when I started this channel, it was just me as an adult playing with Lego. And a few years later, my son comes along and a few years after that, naturally he starts getting involved with it with me. And it's taken this hobby from something that I think was already enjoyable and it's taken it, you know, 10 times that. Now it's a matter of like us collecting together and building together and sharing that passion. And I think it's the thing that really has, has made me really, really just fall in love with doing this, especially in the world of making our own stuff, because he's, he's into that scene now where he's building his own Lego things. Yeah. And it's cool to see what he comes up with. And there's nothing that I want to do more than to encourage him to do more of that, because you never know where that could take you in life, even outside of Lego, just having that mindset where you're going to take these these tools that are in front of you and create something amazing it's it's incredible yeah and your your son clark um I, I love actually recent videos i've seen where you guys had a trip to disney world and he came back and uh started building what they call mocks my own creation uh mm. he was building mocks of the different things that he loved from disney world um and then i know you just recently did a teenage mutant ninja turtles one as well and you were saying you get more joy probably out of building a set like that with him than you do from a $200 set that you bought recently as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe that kind of ties into the collecting nature of things since this is a collecting podcast, mm -hmm. but you know, there's, there's a line to be drawn at some point between buying stuff that you really love and buying things just because they're available or on sale. And I fell into that trap for years. I have a whole room that's behind me here. That's full of unbuilt Lego sets, which is never a bad thing, but Lately, my son, Clark, has gotten way more into like building his own stuff. And I find that when we buy a Lego set, you know, he'll build it and he enjoys that. But then it just sits. But the mm -hmm. the idea of making his own stuff, I feel like is so much more valuable for for him as a as a creator and someone that's trying to be inventive and to like for us to go on that trip and him to see these things and then come home and start building them. It makes me think like as I'm raising him, what experiences can I try to give him that could change him for the better and or try to like make you never know what kind of inspiration could lie within anything yeah. so i feel like it's my job whether it be collecting or traveling or whatever we do to try to encourage that with him and myself honestly like even i i get inspired by him honestly so it's just it's cool that's that's so fantastic and i think that's that's definitely something for me i mentioned earlier about you know when i was younger playing guitar and i did i, I played music for years and uh, i i taught people guitar and I loved that because 
I wanted them to grow a passion for music and also just that whole creativity, like exactly what we're talking about with Clark with building those things, that whole creativity. Um, There's a whole side of the brain. They've done studies on this, you know, about how, how much more creativity can help to grow a person and and to grow uh, their intelligence almost. Um, But I just love the passion behind that and the love that people have for doing those things. And that's why I wanted to pass that on through music when I was playing guitar. But now you get to do that with Lego to Clark, both Lego and also with the vlogging, because I know you've also been recently giving him a camera and letting him sort of go out and practice vlogging if he, if he wants to do that as well. Yeah, I think kids are just naturally inclined to maybe do the things that their parents do. And hopefully your the parents are setting good examples. But I get so much pride when I see him you know, take a camera, for example, and just talk about his life or things that he's doing or showing like he's into trains and he has hobbies and collecting things of his own. Yeah. Uh, but he could be a guest someday, probably. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just really cool. Yeah, it's cool to see the the progression. It's cool to see like when, when he does something and I give him a, a tip to see him to immediately start using that and making better things. It's It's crazy how much they absorb and take on. And I just, I love being a part of it. This is, it's such an amazing experience being a parent. If anyone's on the fence about it, you know, you might see some kids at Disney. I see kids that are, you know, crying and screaming and stuff, <laughs> but it's like, I think if, if you just do it right, you, you're going to have an amazing time. Uh, I, I have to agree with you again. Um, a couple of things that you mentioned in your missing pieces podcast, which as I mentioned, has now uh, changed to Greg's podcast because <laughs> Even though when you say you talk about your life, Lego and anything else that's on your mind, Lego is probably about maybe if maybe 10% of it, um, which is why it sort of transitioned, I think, to, to Greg's podcast. Uh, but it was on the, for more than 100 episodes, was located on the Brickatech channel. And you can still find the episodes there, as well as obviously on podcast apps. Uh, but there's a few different quotes that I've got from different episodes in there. And talking about you saying you've got a room behind you that's full of uh, full of all the different Lego sets, and I've, I've seen that on your videos. Uh, one yeah. of the quotes that you said on Missing Pieces Episode 17 is, collections are a burden. Can you sort of expand on that? Yeah, I actually caught some flack for saying that. But mm. for me, it's it's like when you collect things, like, for example, Lego sets, things that I buy, every set that I buy, for me, as a collector, I love ideally to, to keep the box, the Lego box, the instructions, the pieces. Uh-huh. I, I love it all. I'm not, you know, I'm just not collecting just for the model, but for the whole package. Yeah. And as the years have gone on, I've collected more and more as, as I'm sure everyone that's listening to this probably mm-hmm. has realized as well. And eventually you get to the point where you start to run out of space. There's two enemies of every collector and it's money and space. And the space has been my enemy. I We actually moved into a, a bigger space and I'm out of space now. And it's like, now I'm looking at these sets when I buy a set and I see how many pieces it is and how, box, how big that box is going to be. I start to think like, okay, so this is going to be something that I'm now taking on. This is something that's going to be in my space. This is something mm-hmm. that I'm going to have probably for the rest of my life. And also very long-term, and this is going to be kind of morbid, but you have to start thinking about like, you know, eventually I'm not going to be around anymore. And is anyone else going to appreciate this stuff, want this stuff, or is this going to be like an estate sale? You know, cause I follow this guy that does a yeah. lot of that type of stuff on YouTube where he looks for antiques and collectibles and he sees it all the time where someone has this massive collection of whatever it is that was so precious to them 
but then it's like, okay, this is just, this is a burden on someone else. So I just think of it like anytime you're collecting something physical, which most people probably are, it's something that you typically are going to have in your hand or to look at or whatever. Yep. Yep. That's something that's, that's going to be a part of your life. And that could be a good thing, but I think to the extreme, that could also be a bad thing. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you. And I think uh, I, I've mentioned this in one of the other episodes to someone. Um, there was a quote from Fight Club where he says, the things that you own end up owning you. Oh, yeah. I think I think there's a little bit of truth to that. And as someone who still has whole shelves worth of, of Batman uh, toys and, and different things, um, I kind of get that because – we also like my partner and I, we moved into a bigger place where I had my own room, which is called the bat cave uh, for yeah. obvious reasons, but <laughs> it is full now as well. And it was like, well, you got a little bit of extra space. You can buy a few extra things, but then that real estate of that space really does run out quite quickly. And I, I, I get that. And also, also the burden sure. for anyone afterwards, yeah. like if, if something happened to me, I don't know if my girlfriend would know what to do with half the stuff in this room. So yeah. I think, sort of coming up with a plan for that um, is is good if, if you have a plan for what you can do with that afterwards. Now, I watched a video the other day of someone who actually was talking about that and he was going out to uh, a collector's house for a Star Wars collection um, who passed away, who'd actually contacted him prior to passing away um, because he was ill and, and unfortunately knew that was coming, um, but had arranged for this person to go out and appraise and evaluate everything and list it and then take a percentage for that um, so that the wife didn't have to deal with it, which I thought was really good forward thinking for that collector. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think with collecting, ultimately, you have to think about how how is your collection serving you? Is it serving uh -huh. you? Like uh -huh. maybe you have a shelf with a ton of stuff on it. Are you truly getting enjoyment out of that? Uh -huh. Or is it just something that's sitting there that you don't really love? Yeah. And that's yeah. a question you have to ask yourself. And there's another quote that you actually made in that same episode, creation over consumption, which I also loved talking about, you know, sharing and passing on that passion. And I think that's, that's also a great little quote, like us coming out here and having, you know, you a YouTube channel, me a podcast and talking about these things, actually sharing experiences, hmm. you know, and, and we don't need a thousand, like I don't need a thousand Batman items to, to have that love for for batman or to share that love right. with someone and have you know that fandom together but there was actually the episode straight after that where you say a in episode 18 a collector is an organized hoarder which i thought was a really really cool quote as well Did you got right to yeah that? yeah that's that's how i feel and unfortunately like if you went into my storage room it looks more like a hoard than it does a collector's space. Like I look at, I, I feel like a collector is somebody that really appreciates the things they have. They uh -huh. may have it on display. You're going to be, it's going to be in your room. You're going to look at it. You're going to appreciate it. You maybe spend a lot of time dusting it. A hoarder though, and in the extreme case, a hoarder is someone that collects trash and, you know, miscellaneous things that have no real value to, to anyone. But a hoarder is somebody that just gets everything they can and then they, they put it away in a storage room for example and lock it away and let it sit there forever not mm -hmm. really being loved or appreciated and that's kind of where my collection is right now and for that i'm not like super proud of that and i as the time has gone by i've realized that's not really the direction that i want to go i want to do more creative things with the stuff that i that i collect so i'm more like on the lines of collecting pieces now that we can enjoy and have fun building stuff with 
like Clark and I, you mentioned I, we built Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lately. We built these two little figures on a live stream just mm -hmm. for fun. It was a recommendation from someone in the live chat. And I just had so much fun just doing that. And it didn't cost us anything. We didn't have to buy anything. We don't have to keep them. We just built them and, and enjoyed the moment. And, and I think that's really down and make something yeah. else out of the same bits later. Easily. Yeah. I know that's a little harder when you're collecting, collecting action figures or whatever else things may be, but yeah. I think ultimately it comes down to just enjoying the collection. If you're not in specifically enjoying that piece, maybe consider passing it off to someone that will while selling it. And maybe you could get something else that you'll enjoy more. So that's a great point. Speaking about your, your horde of, of Lego, <laughs> mm -hmm. you will, um, would you have an estimate, an estimation of sort of how many Lego sets you you've purchased over the years since you've been doing the oh my YouTube gosh, would, would you I have, have no idea. I know I started putting my stuff. I started inventorying my stuff recently on Brickset because I realized that I wasn't going to be able to keep the boxes anymore. I haven't had the courage to throw them away, so I've been flattening them down Box and putting them in a bigger box. So ever since I started doing that, I was like, I'm going to start documenting everything. And just in the last year of doing that, just the sets that we were building throughout the course of having our channel, I have about 200 plus sets on brick sets. So wow. I would say over eight years of doing this or so that I've been doing it. I mean, it's, it's gotta be well over a thousand sets. I would say. That's crazy. That's crazy. And it's like, what am I ever going to do with that many Lego sets in my life? <laughs> You start a Lego museum, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I always <laughs> had this idea of having this Lego library where, you know, you have the manual and the pieces and then you could go back and rebuild it. But yeah. the question that I have for myself is, am I ever I'm going to do that? Do that. Yeah. Because Lego, every every few months, there's new stuff coming out. And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get that. I'm going to build that. And you, I find that I never really go back. So a better idea for me, and this is kind of anti-collecting, would be <laughs> to buy the set, build it, appreciate it while it's sitting there, and then immediately put it up for sale on eBay or something to, uh, to pass it on to somebody. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show because I know that you have a completely different way of looking at collecting. Um, right. you, know, you obviously, and we spoke about this earlier, uh, you, you have this massive collection, which was kind of fueled also by your YouTube channel you probably felt some pressure to buy certain sets and make a video. And I know you've spoken about this on your channel for people who aren't familiar with it. You, you say that that's not the main motivator for you with, with your channel. Like you're not the person who's going to buy the, the new set when it gets released and do a quick review against a white screen. And here's this piece and that piece. And that's not, right. that's not what you do. Like you buy the sets that you love that, you know, you identify with, you know, that resonate with you and then build them and then, obviously usually build them with Clark as well so that you guys right. can share in that experience, which again, I think is great. And that's one of the reasons I've been subscribed to your YouTube channel for, for over two years now. Um, with, with those sets now, if you break, break that down. So if you were to sort of sell off a large chunk of that, would you put the money towards Clark's future? Would you fuel that towards more Lego? Do you think like, cause I know for some collectors, they would actually, sell some pieces off in order to start buying pieces. So do you think you may do that eventually where you use the funds from those sets to then fund the new sets and then keep the channel going that way? I've never really considered it. Like, I guess, you know, I've, I've mentioned selling a few times here and I know to some collectors that would be like, I would never consider selling anything. And I haven't really considered selling it 
uh, mainly because I haven't really had the need to. Like I would cert I would sell off everything that I had if I needed it for my family. Like if it was like, hey, we don't have food or we're going to lose our, our home or whatever mm -hmm. the case is, uh, we need you know money for whatever. I, I would I'd be more than happy to to part with everything, yeah. you know, because it's just about priorities. I mean, there's going to get to the point at some point where it's just like I have too much and I may already be there. I, if I sold it off, I don't I don't know what I would do with it. I guess I would maybe in, invest the money. Maybe I would use it. And I, I the first time I've really even thought about the concept of of uh, buying a set and then essentially just kind of enjoying it in the moment and then selling it. I think yeah. that could ultimately be the, that could be the perfect strategy for me and my channel. Because like you mentioned, I make videos off of this stuff. And as I mentioned, after it's built, oftentimes we, that's, that's pretty much it. Like we don't, Clark doesn't do a lot of playing with Lego sets. He's just about like constructing and creating. And that's yeah. the end of it that I really like. The actual collecting part of it is my least favorite part of, of, the Lego hobby, which is, is again, crazy for being on a podcast about collecting. But yeah, that part to me is that that is a burden. It's like, OK, so we built this set. That was a lot of fun. We had a great time building it. We made a video on it, entertained a bunch of people. And now it's like, OK, this thing's sitting here. Uh, I have to do something with it. I don't have the space to display it everywhere. So we're going to tear it apart, which takes more time. And then I bag it up. I inventory it. I put it in the storage room like all of this takes time and effort. And then it sits in the storage room forever, never to be seen again. It's like, what's the point of that? Mm. Which is why I talked earlier about if you're going to have a collection, don't do what I do. Have something that you have in, in plain sight that you can appreciate and enjoy every day. Well, you do have some um, sets that you actually have in plain sight. And I can see some of them in the background behind you. Uh, yeah, I have a few things out. I wish I had more space for display. But even in my, my space here, I made a decision that instead of having walls of Lego sets that were everywhere, mm -hmm. I decided that I was going to put a, a projector and screen in. That way we can enjoy movies in this space. Because again, I, I thought about, am I going to get more enjoyment out of looking at this Lego set? Or am I getting an enjoy more enjoyment out of spending time with my family watching movies together? So in terms of like hardcore collecting, I, I probably not that I just, I really enjoy my favorite part of collecting Lego has been making videos about collecting Lego and sharing that experience with my son and having that not only for us to look back on, but also to encourage other people to do something similar to that and just have fun. Like I get messages from people about parents or kids and, uh, actually doing things together. And it's, that's the coolest thing to come from this, I think. And that's, that is, that is super cool because another thing that I, I always try and talk about on the, on the podcast, um, mm. is, you know, that sharing that fandom and for you, you have a shared fandom with your son and then you have people that watch your channel who have grown a love of Lego with their own children. Um, mm -hmm. and that time together, I mean, I'm sure there's people listening to this podcast who probably think, mate, if, if I had a parent that spent, you know, weeks or months or years or whatever, just sitting down, you know, um, and playing with Lego with me and building a set with me, that would have been fantastic. I wish I'd had some time doing that. And there are parents out there who do that either through Lego or sports or whatever they, they share those different passions mm -hmm. together. Um, but for you, you actually get a whole community of people who do that with their own children. And I know even your the mail time that you do, like your mail 
videos where you get all those people that send through their letters of appreciation for you um, from their own children sending those through as well. Mm -hmm. I think it's just amazing. Like you're now, I think you're past a hundred thousand subscribers a while back now for your, for your channel. Yeah. And, yeah. and when you started this channel, you even talk about it in your podcast, people hated Clark. Like when yeah. you first brought him in there, like people hated that you were having your son on there, but now that's what your audience wants. That's they almost expect that if he's not on there, where's Clark? Like, I think you, you said you get those messages, right? I get asked that quite a bit. Yeah. And, and it's what it taught me was that you can't make videos for a certain audience because people move on, people change, you know, people's hobbies and passions mm -hmm. change mm -hmm. over time. And if you are always catering to one particular audience and not following what you really want to do, like I could have listened to those people and like, okay, people don't really like the idea of having a kid in a Lego video. And that wasn't something like anyone was doing then all right, I'll just, I'll make them by myself. But then I would have missed out on so much. So I was yeah. like, you know what? He stays. And what happened is those people left and the people that liked what we were doing, they came along. And luckily those people far outnumber the people that, that didn't want to see it at the time. Exactly. It just obviously speaks to how people resonate with what you were doing and spending that time with Clark. And he's, he's a really cool character. Like for anyone, you know, that wants to go and check out the YouTube channel, I definitely encourage like Clark, seeing him as i said i've been watching for a couple of years and he's you know i think he's six years old is he now is that he just turned old? seven he just he made it seven uh, so like watching you know i've got to sort of watch him grow and i obviously your right. other fans on your channel have got to see the same thing as well um but so you get to see you grow as a father as well in the way that you communicate sure. with him which i, th I think is yeah lovely. yeah it's really fascinating with with lego being our our thing because when he came on and we started doing this together, he might be sitting there playing with like a couple pieces, not mm -hmm. really doing much. And now it's gotten to the point where he's the primary builder and I'll sit here and just be chatting with people and he's putting together these, you know, 18 plus sets or whatever. And it's yep. just, it's crazy to see the progression that's happened. It's really fun. Yeah. I know that. I know that watching uh, older videos, he was kind of just almost like smashing the pieces together almost in a way yeah. just playing with them as you expect a kid would play with lego um sure you know, or, or, or toys uh but now exactly like you said i, I know you had the video where he, he built that star the star wars um i think it was the stormtrooper yeah he built the yeah, helmet 18 plus set and did a fantastic job of that and yeah just seeing yeah. his progress there is really really cool going back to to lego not just obviously you you and clark but just your own love of Lego. Do you remember what some of those first sets that you got as, as a child were? Yeah, I really loved, I mean, my parents didn't have a lot of money. So a lot of the sets that I got were smaller ones. They tended to be vehicles and that's what, that's the stuff that I really loved. I guess you would call it Lego city today. I'm not really mm -hmm. sure what it was called at the time. Like it was like town or whatever. Yeah. And I just really loved getting vehicles. And my favorite thing to do with, with collecting back then would be to build the thing that Lego came up with and be like, oh, that's really neat. But then immediately tear that apart and start building stuff with that. And then also the pieces that I had in the collection as well. So for me, it's it's just always been about being creative and creating from the, what you have. And that's kind of where I'm, where I'm at mentally right now. I'm going to try to inspire people not to necessarily be collectors or uh, people that acquire things, but more to be a person that appreciates what you have. And that's, that's a fantastic way to be, to look at things. Uh, you know, like 
you don't have to be, even though I talk to people with these massive collections of things and even yourself having it like you estimate about a thousand Lego sets. It doesn't define who you are by having a thousand. It doesn't define me by having hundreds of Batman toys and, uh, you know, different things around my house. It's who we are and how we share that with the people that we love as well. So yeah, no, I, I definitely would agree with that. Uh, is there also a favorite set that you have now though, as an adult? Oh my gosh. There for the longest time, there was this one set, but then the Lego Nintendo entertainment system came out. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was the perfect storm of, of all the nostalgia from my childhood. It combined the Nintendo along with Lego at the same time. And it was just so amazing. So that has become my favorite set of all time because it just captures my childhood in one thing. I have that set. I have. I know the exact set you're talking about. It's part of my backlog that hasn't been built yet. Um, I definitely want to oh. build that one day. And I, I remember in I think it was it would have been about 1980. Oh gosh, when would it have been? Maybe 1988. I think was when I first got the NES system. So my memory of like my first Nintendo system, um, when I saw them actually make that in Lego format, exactly like you, I was like, this is probably going to be one of my favorite sets. So I do intend on building the other one uh, when I can find some shelf space to, to, to display it. But <laughs> again. That's the hard uh, part. Yes, that, that whole uh, space is the enemy of the collector, sure. right? Mm -hmm. Well, I love actually in that set how they have the cartridge not only they didn't just build the set but they actually have a cartridge that you can place inside it and it has all other little easter eggs within there i love that's one of the things that lego does really well with some of these sets now is they build these little easter egg um mm -hmm. within the build sometimes so that you can actually see things within the build as you you're building it but then they get covered over but you know when you're building that that, that little thing exists in there as well yeah it's so cool I don't want to keep you too much longer. I have had a really great time talking to you. Before I do let you go, though, where can people find Greg um, and see more of his vlogging journey and his Lego journey? Sure. Yeah, my Lego journey uh, is Brickitect, uh, and you can find that. If you, it's, it's a tough word to spell, but if you type something close in, it'll probably come up. And that's where I share my Lego collecting journey that we've talked about here. And then I also have a vlogging channel where I just share my life. And uh, it's kind of told the story of everything that I've that I've done and all the things in my world since 2011. And that's called Greg's World, where I, I just document everything that I can and try to capture all these memories for a video time capsule that I'm creating. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I have Instagram and stuff, but I don't really use that. I just message people back that message me on there. I'm just a YouTube guy. If it wasn't for YouTube, I probably wouldn't even be on social media. I just love YouTube so much. And but you also do have uh, YouTube memberships as well for people who are interested. If they, if they love your channel, they can go in there and support you that way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We have a discord community and it's a lot of fun. That's where we, we contacted each that, other. Through. Yeah. It's exactly where we met. Um, and yeah. I'm, having a lot of fun there's a lot of great people in there and like there's a whole heap of things it's not just lego they talk about in discord which is really fun sure but thank you very much for being on the show it's been a pleasure i loved this conversation because it is so much different you know to have a collector who has a huge collection but isn't obsessed with having every little piece or you know having everything on display that completely different uh way of coming at things so it's been an honor having you on the show and i you know can't wait to speak to you again in the future. In the meantime, sure, thank you for having me.
my pleasure. Uh, for anyone else, please go and check out Greg. I can't tell you enough about how much I, I love it. So if you're a, a Lego fan, you probably should check out his channel. If you liked the episode, please consider following or subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also join me on Instagram at Collecting Heroes, where you can see photos of the collections of the people that I'm talking to, as well as some of my own.